0: You're listening to The Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablikan. Welcome to another episode of The Millennials Choice Show. We have a special guest, my friend, Adrian Pinozo, And today's topic, we're going to be talking about Adrian's background, how he got started in real estate, and what's led to his amazing portfolio and a number of different businesses that he's created. But first, if you're listening to this, make sure you download it, share it with a friend. If you're watching the video on YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe. It helps with the YouTube algorithm. So Adrian, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Matthew. Pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. We, uh, you actually were on my podcast not too long ago. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Thank you. And I just want our audience to know, that Adrian is actually the founder and CEO of Executive Properties Capital. He has a whole real estate portfolio that he's amassed over these years, and he wants to share how he did it with you guys. He's very much into building generational wealth, which is something that we talk about, and he has his very own podcast called More to Life Real Estate Investing. and I love the name of that because Really, there is a lot more to life than what we know, and especially with what we know in these last couple of years. And, um, you know, it's, we don't wanna give you a a cheesy message that you've heard before. We wanna give you the real message that Adrian's gone through, that I've gone through, that we've both experienced in our own unique ways. And today, it's, it's all about Adrian. So, Adrian, take it off. Tell us where you started.
1: Yeah, thanks, Matthew. So, it all, for me, it all started real estate investing just about 11 years ago now um, I was a police officer um, in the GTA, um, got hired with the police department when I was 23, right out of college, so to speak, or young and whatnot. But yeah, after I completed about 10 years of policing, I then, you know, the light bulb for me went off and it's like, well, when I retire, after I put in my 30 years as a police officer, you know, I want to live the same lifestyle even when I'm on a pension. So I want to be able to live the same lifestyle with the same income, even though I'll have a less of an income because I'll be on my pension. So I thought, what's a way to do that? Well, obviously creating income through real estate investing, i.e., you know, I love the word cash flow. Um, that was one way to do it. So the cash flow from my one or two properties would bring me up, my pay, my income would bring me up so I could live that same lifestyle of being, you know, a full-time police officer. So yeah, that all started just about 11 years ago and we didn't have any money in the bank, you know. Um, We're okay, but it's not like I had a huge savings or anything like that. But what we did have was equity in our home. Um, uh, We had had our home now for... Oh, about eight years, seven, eight years. And, you know, obviously went up in value and we were able to secure a home equity line of credit. And back then I want to say we started with about a $200,000 home equity line. um, And we used that money, we borrowed that money to buy our first three rental properties. um, Because, you know, we bought our first one. Things went really well. They were all turnkey. Put the tenants in, collect the checks and the rent. Everything was super duper. That first one was off without a hitch. Second one, it's like, well, we still have this money on our line of credit to use. You know, Let's buy another one. So we bought the second one. And then the same thing happened. And then it's like, well, we still have a little bit left on our line of credit. Let's buy another one. All right, let's buy another one. So we bought another one. And I say we, I'm I'm talking about myself, myself and my wife. Um, So we ended up buying three rental properties with that line of credit. Um, And things just snowballed. Um, Again, you know, still a police officer, wife works full time, we have a child, we're busy, we're busy, I'm working shifts, everything like that. You know, on my days off, I'm running back and forth to the rental properties and doing this all on my own. Um, but you know, I had a goal in mind and um, a vision and I wanted to achieve that, so nothing was gonna stop me. And things took off after the third one for us, um, like really took off. Um, we started to partner with people, like-minded investors who wanted a partner. So we began partnering with different people across the GTA, because we now we've built up a bit of a reputation for ourselves as far as, you know, knowing what to do, how to do it, the right contacts, the right team around us to facilitate, you know, a very successful investment. So essentially, uh, the power of, you know, in in this industry, it's called joint ventures, um, partnerships, Uh, the powers of joint venture partnerships, took us from owning three homes to now owning 68 homes across the GTA, predominantly in the city of Hamilton, um, which is equivalent to 350 units that we own across the GTA. So what started out as hey, I want to own one or two rental properties to subsidize my pension when I retire after doing 30 years on the job, turned into 68 homes and 350 units in 10 years. So I guess the last piece of the puzzle is, do I, do I still work for the police department? No, I don't. So obviously my real estate investments Um, that took off and whatnot, uh, financially allowed me to retire early. So I left the police department in 2017. Uh, I retired after serving 21 years on the force. So I managed to retire nine years early because of real estate investing. There's no way I could have ever done and left that that job early um, without it. So my life completely changed um, where, you know, now I live life on my terms, you know, um, because of real estate investing and because of those choices I made, I left the police department early and, you know, um, yeah, I live life on my terms now. Everything. There's been some hiccups. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been all roses, but the hiccups in comparison to the winds are night and day. So that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Did I did I drag it out too long? or?
0: That was perfect. And your story is, is so inspiring. So first of all, I thank you for your service on the force. We really appreciate that. And the common, there's so many common themes when you're speaking to like-minded people like yourself, like other investors that I speak with, there's always very like similar themes and, and you, you touched on so many of them. So I just want to unpack it for our listeners. So you talked about, uh, having the right team. You talked about partnering. You talked about um, it's not always easy and you were balancing out your, your job with basically having a second career as a property manager, right? And right. what I want to go back to the first point is how you got started. And with respects to that home and you, you said you didn't have savings, You this is something that was in your mind. You had this plan, this idea and you were able to do it using the equity of your home. So my question to you, for our listeners, how important is it for you to just get your foot in the door and secure your first property?
1: There's no words that can describe how important it is to get off the fence one way or another, make it happen. Whether you got to, you know, get a cash advance on your credit card, borrow the money, beg beg your parents your family lines of credit rsps you know there's there's so many options out there that you can find money borrow the money from a private lender um like i'm living proof 350 doors in 10 years but it all started with one property like you mentioned and pulling the trigger and you just have to believe in yourself And and pull the trigger and you know for those of out there for motivational uh scripts you know um you grow when you're uncomfortable right if you always always take the safe bet and you always always don't get into that space where you're a little uncomfortable and god god knows i was i was scared beyond words, when I bought that first one, because I leveraged my home, right? And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, if, if things go sideways, I'm going to lose my shirt, I'm going to lose my house, I leveraged my house to do this. But guys, I'm telling you, real estate investing, in my opinion, strictly my opinion, real estate investing is one of the safest places to put your money. Because you always have that bricks and mortar, right? It's not going anywhere, it may go up, It'll come up, it'll go down, it'll come up, it'll go down. But you'll always have that bricks and mortar. And it, it's opposed to, let's say, buying a stock and it goes belly up and that, that money's gone. So take that step. Believe in yourself. Get yourself surrounded by the right people who've done it before. You know, a, a, for example, a, a real estate agent who specializes in investment properties or has investments himself. That can talk the talk and walk the walk as opposed to some guy who, you know, never ever has anything, any knowledge about real estate investing and you're going to put your trust in him to to leverage all this and do this. So, you know, the right, the right uh, lawyer, the right realtor, the right mortgage broker, all those things are super important when you have that team and do some knowledge, pull the trigger.
0: Yeah. And for you, like the reason why I think one of the main reasons why your story is amazing is that you were coming off, um, you know, a salary, a guaranteed salary, yep. benefits, you know, the pension is, is going to be there and you had that stability and you already owned a home. So a lot of people, are, you know, they don't understand what it what sacrifices essentially you were making in the short term. You're cutting off your income. You're you're slowly starting to weed away from it. You're you're now leveraging. When when we talk about leverage, that's one of the best things you have when it comes to real estate investing that you don't have in in other types of investments. And you're leveraging not only an investment property, it's it's actually the the home that your kids are are being raised in. So if something goes under and and now the, the home that you're living in, your kids are being raised in, is gone. That's a big, big problem. So you took a major, major chance. Um, but you also, obviously, you, you knew what you were doing, you had a sense of direction, but you understood that things along the way will come. But instead of looking at them as, as just negative problems, you're looking at them as problems that just need to be solved. And they're going to be experiences for you that you're not going to Perhaps make those mistakes on the second or third property, and you started off with with the home, but then you use the 200k to go buy um, three other rental properties. So, did you did you end up buying those three rental properties and, and leverage them as well? Did you end up tapping into their equity? Is that how you grew?
1: Yeah. So i I want to say, well, back then, right, eleven years ago, price points were different. I was buying turnkey, you know triplexes for 310000 back then. You ain't touching that less than seven hundred today. Yeah, And I still have those properties today with all that equity in them, per se. Um, I still own them, you know? Um, and that's the power of real estate, right? Put your money in real estate, let it sit, let it grow and grow and grow and grow. Like I did 11 years later, that property is more than doubled in value. Um, but I want to say... Yeah, so that first two hundred allowed me to buy three, and then to my fourth, we bought, and I leveraged one of those because it had gone up. So I pulled the equity out of one of those and bought the fourth. But then it was after that. So after my fourth deal, my fourth property, that's when we started a joint venture. Yeah, after my fourth, and then from there, um, yeah, it grew to. I I never imagined in my wildest dreams, you know, I I'd own 68 houses, and 350 doors, like, again, I was just a police officer. And had I not pulled the trigger on that first one and got the ball rolling, you know, I'd still be a police officer. And don't get me wrong. I loved my job. I I always wanted to be a cop. And, you know, I, I was successful in doing that I had a great career. And uh, but obviously, you know, towards the end of my career, my mindset had shifted and I was looking for not only financial freedom, but I was looking for freedom and freedom, meaning I want to live life by my terms. I don't want to drive into the police department every day and work night shifts and work, go to court and and do all these crazy shifts and these crazy work. And, And I wanted freedom where I could Wake up in the morning and say, "I feel like doing. I feel like doing some work today." Or, no, you know what, hon? Let's uh, let's drive to the cottage today. Let's just go up, drive to the cottage, grab lunch, grab a bottle of prosecco, and uh, you know, enjoy the afternoon." That's I good. can do that any day of the year I want. That's now, yeah, before or you want to go away and take holidays, right? I don't need to ask police department what holidays i can pick or you know if i work for you know the corporate sector hey boss i want to take these holidays and i get three holidays a week a year three weeks of holidays a year for whatever it is i don't have to ask anybody because i live life on my terms now because i took that first step 11 years ago
0: that's right and um you you also mentioned having the right team of individuals around you the right? Realtors, mortgage professionals, lawyers, uh, and you would probably agree accountants and property managers and all these kinds of professionals. But one thing that you mentioned that I, I think is, uh, there are some people doing it, but, but, um, it's, it is unique to you and just a handful of people, your spouse is on board and she's on the same page. So how was that like,
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, after the fourth one, she stopped asking questions after the fourth property, she stopped asking questions and put her trust in me and still does to this day. We're still buying stuff today, believe it or not. Um, we bought uh, another property over the weekend. <laughs> cool. um, it's conditional on um, home inspection, I want to say. Um, but we're still buying stuff. She doesn't ask anymore, doesn't care. She just, she's good. But the the first one and two I'm telling you, it was, it was hard and we were both scared, you know, but I think just with maybe my police background, you know, taking chances and being involved in situations, a lot of times when you're a police officer that make you uncomfortable and you grow when you're in that space. Um, But anyhow, uh, yeah, definitely challenged. And then, you know, ultimately, you know, we both said, we're never going to get anywhere further than we are today if we keep living the nine to five kind of paycheck income. And, you know, I thought of maybe putting my money elsewhere into stocks and this and that, but I always came back to real estate and thought, you know, worst case scenario, you know, the market takes a dip, but like everybody says, you know, ride the wave, it's going to come back up as long as you can ride that wave. And if you've invested, Matthew, you know as well as I do, if you've invested in real estate in the last 20 years, you've crushed it. You've crushed it because it's not, it hasn't stopped going up and up and up in the last 20 years as far back when I bought my very, very first primary residence when I got married. If you've invested in real estate in the last 20 years, you've crushed it, right?
0: I agree. And uh, I started off 11 years ago with buying my first condo in Vaughn, and um, I still own it today. But you're right, there's been times in the market, uh, we, we saw them. And even in 2018, when there was the mortgage stress test was initiated, we saw a little bit of a, a cool down prices came down a little bit in some markets. But ultimately, look where they're at today. And, and people are struggling to find the property, we, we don't even have the the inventory that, that is needed to meet the demand. So I, I totally subscribe to that. And what I wanted to ask you was, you just mentioned that you bought a property on the weekend. So um, what types of properties in this climate are you looking at and what are you doing to secure them? Like what's a good deal for you?
1: Uh, so we buy multifamily, uh, triplexes, fourplexes, 12 units, 30-unit apartment buildings uh, we're buying in partnership, again, with um, investors who want to invest. How do we secure those both on and off market? We've been obviously being in this space now for 11 years, built up quite a reputation um, in the Hamilton area predominantly where we get a lot of things off market uh, coming across my desk because people know we operate in that space at a high level. Obviously, on-market's the same, but a good deal for me, we love to buy, renovate, refinance, and rent. And that's a whole other conversation in itself, how it works. But essentially, you're buying a distressed home. You're renovating that home. um, You're refinancing that home. So the construction's completed. This place is beautiful now. Uh, and then you're refinancing it, calling the bank back, to say, "Hey, come, come, tell me what my home is worth now that we've, you know, dumped. I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. Hundred thousand in this house. And then you want to force that appreciation high enough to try and extract all of the initial capital you put into the deal. Your your down payment, your renovations, your closing, your carrying costs, all that. You want to try and get as much of that out. That's called buy, renovate, refinance and rent. So we do that. Those are the properties we're looking for. And what's a good deal for me, a deal where I can buy it, I can reno it, I can refinance it, and put all of my money out. I don't want to leave any money in the deal. Why? Because when I refinance that property, and I take that capital out, the next thing I do is I go buy something else, and then do it again, rinse and repeat that money through various projects. And that's how you scale a massive portfolio uh, by rinsing and repeating your capital through different properties. That's a good deal to me. Again, it it, it may be a little um, over the top for some people starting out, but back to the, the point, Matthew, the point is invest in real estate. The point that that's as simple as it is, whether you're buying condos, pre-construction, purpose-built apartment buildings, single-family homes, whatever it is, invest in real estate. That's the point I'm trying to make because it can change your life in such a better way than, it's, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and again, for those listening, your, your first property is, is, probably shouldn't be a 12-unit or 30-unit apartment. Uh, or even maybe like a five unit. Like You should probably start off with a condo, single family, maybe a duplex, maybe a triplex if you're comfortable, but you're gonna make mistakes. And if you don't have the knowledge, maybe partnering with someone who does have the knowledge, but you got the money makes sense. Or both of you guys have money and less experience and you guys can learn together and form something that's really big and really, uh, you you could scale it. So I I totally agree. And and, uh, for our audience listening, the biggest growth I found in my portfolio were actually in 2020 and 2021, I secured way more properties in those two years than I did the previous eight. So there's always opportunities. You just have to know where to look for them. And Mm -hmm. like Adrian said, surround yourself with the, with the right team of people to help you get there. So um, Adrian, uh, any last thoughts that you want to leave with uh, our audience with and tell us where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So we're all over social media. Um, my name Adrian, my last name is spelled P is in Peter A Double N O Z um, Z O. you can Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or our company, Executive Properties Capital. Um, again, social media. Email me at Adrian at Investwithepc.com. We have our own website. Um, www.investwithepc.com. So we're all over. There's no, there's no way in the world. If you wanted to have a chat and you know, pick my brain and potentially get you to that first property, or just ask me something in general for advice, I'm always open to helping people because I truly believe in you know, living life on your terms. And if I can help you, you know, or push you to get that first one under your belt hey, I'm giving back to the community. And I think that's what it's all about too, right?
0: No, I agree. And for, for those listening or watching, the links to all of uh, Adrian's social media and websites and his email address is going to be in our notes as well. So just go and find it there. Uh, but I agree. I, I totally subscribe to that. And there's more than enough to go around. There's, you know, there are more deals than, than there are um, investors that are willing and able to actually take advantage of those deals. You, you go to the wholesale markets, so, off market deals where there are individuals that contact sellers, get, get a property under contract, and then they want to sell it to someone else or assign it to somebody else. You also go on market. So, you're doing what you can to find the right deals. And that's what everybody needs to do who's interested. They can't just sit back, be laissez faire in this market. You got to be more aggressive. You got to be more aggressive.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Thanks Absolutely. for coming on, Adrian. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Matthew, it's been a pleasure. I hope if I've touched one person's mind, you know, that's listening to this and, you know, motivate them to, uh, to get into the game, so to speak, then, hey, it's all worth it.
0: We appreciate it and I agree. And if you're listening to this on any platform, uh, VR podcast, make sure you download the episode, share it with your friends and family. Make sure you reach out to Adrian. If you're watching this on YouTube, again, smash that like button, subscribe, comment. It really helps with the YouTube algorithm. And until next time, folks, we're out.
1: Cheers.